Welcome to Creatoring. Creatoring is a bi-weekly podcast where we will discuss issues important to the creative community, but with way less care and respect than they deserve. We'll probably end up just talking about pop culture stuff or doing weird improv. Sometimes we may actually be sincere. It's not on purpose. Blame the guest. I'm Daniel. And I'm Zach. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Zach. How you doing? I'm hanging in there, man. You know. How about you? I feel you. Same. Um, hanging in there by a thread. That's a very strong thread. I just realized how rusty we are at recording a podcast. This is the first episode that we recorded together in four weeks. Yeah. Uh, some many audio issues, actually. All of the audio issues that we could possibly have. <laughs> um, but you know what? We persevered and we got through it. We did. And we got through it with Nick Slater and it was awesome. Oh, we did. It was even sweeter. Without Nick, I don't think we would have done it. In fact, we probably just would have ended the podcast. He's such a good dude. Like, self-deprecating without being inauthentic is, is hard to find. I'm bad at that. But he's he's so good at so many things. I know. <laughs> he's like a wise little Buddha. A wise little corgi. A corgi Buddha. <laughs> oh, God. Someone make a corgi Buddha. Nick, knee, somebody, one of you two. <laughs> if you can hear us. Oh god, that has to happen. I'm gonna go start sketching stuff while you guys listen to our conversation with Nick. Well, now that that's all out of the way. How do we usually uh, introduce guys, ourselves? We did it. We did it. Yeah. This is a podcast. We're recording it. We fucking did it. I'm so surprised and proud. Yay. For everybody yeah. at home, we had exactly no problems getting this episode going. Everything went no. great. We're professionals, and we've been doing this for a long time, and there was yeah. no no problems today. Yeah, we were all audio engineers in our past lives, which really came in <laughs> handy today. We channeled that, and this has been really smooth. We actually did two episodes prior to this. Just for practice, just to warm yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super good, super smooth. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nick. Yeah. So, what's up, man? I'm Zach. Hey, I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How are you, Nick? I'm I'm good. Uh, you know, just uh, the you know the Fourth of July kind of got my my week all kind of like scrab you know scrambled. <laughs> it's like that extra like two days off from work, and then yeah, I come back and just like. <laughs> You guys take the fourth like super serious out there too. Um, California. I, I mean, I I guess so. I mean, if Katy Perry, Guns and Roses, Tupac, and you know every other song about California is to be believed is just nonstop party anyway. Just now you add fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so uh, in Oakland they had like they had like like hundreds of fireworks going off, and they weren't even. Uh, you know, regulated fireworks. They were all illegal fireworks. It was nuts. Um, I mean, my brother lives in San Jose, and you know, he he was just he always even like in the middle of December, like people would be laying fireworks off. So, I guess I guess it's, I guess it's just a thing a thing out here. Um, uh, I'm not originally from 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 the West Coast, right? Uh, but it's it's definitely uh, it's very interesting. People are really unique individuals out here for sure how long have you been out there now uh six and a half years now okay um yeah 
I think so you can say you're from there now. Yeah, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, I, I guess you'll be localized, like, once you're able to, like, you know, surf and pick up surfer, like, dialogue oh, and God. whatnot. That's how much I know about the West Coast. Daniel's, <laughs> Daniel's been in New York for, like, a couple months, and he's already completely forgotten about what Atlanta is or what it looks like. I already have a piece of a couple pieces of shrapnel in my leg. What? Uh, no, not at all. Shrapnel? Oh, dear. <laughs> that we that's were, some... That's some thuggery. We were playing yeah. a game last week called uh, Firework, Gunshot, or Pipe Bomb. Um, and it, yeah, it was just a, a mix of noises. Just like all, all of these very tightly packed blocks. Like anybody shoots up a firework, it j- just sounds like a muffled gunshot or somebody oh, cool. blowing up. We didn't have the kids this year. They were with my um, in-laws on the 4th. And um, so Beth and I stayed in and played board games about halfway through the game. There's fireworks going everywhere. She just looks at me and says, you know, now would be a really good time to murder someone. You know, <laughs> so I, I think both <laughs> Beth and Morgan are like sociopaths because I told you like a few days ago, like Morgan said the same thing. We're like walking. And she's like, you know, like Fourth of July week is the if you wanted to kill someone and like get away with it, this would be the week. I'm like, fuck, like how people do that, man. I I think I mean I don't know. I mean I'm not saying like happen. Something want to tell us? I, I think I I felt like I've heard some stories where it possibly could have happened. You know, I think so, that was the movie The Purge. Maybe The Purge. I never. I still have not had a chance to see that movie. Um, uh, only because I get. I get scared of horror movies. I scare you easily, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, every morning, um, like I'll get up early. I'll be like watching TV or like playing a video game or doing something, working. And uh, Mugumi comes walking into the living room. It, I have no lights on, by the way, in the morning. So Mugumi comes like walking in with the hair hanging in front of her face, like, <laughs> like what's what's that movie? Oh God! Now the I'm like ring. drawing a blank. The ring, yeah. Like she starts like creeping through like the hallway, and it's I I scare I get scared every single time I see it. Even though I know it's her, and she's the only person in the, in in the apartment besides me. So all of our significant others, if anything happens to us, I would look at them first. Well, usually I do, right? Have you watched? I mean, I've watched enough, like you know, like twenty twenty and forty eight hours and true crime detectives to know like usually it's they they always um uh interview the the significant other spouse see if they're like the ones that committed the crime um i mean i was i was just talking today about uh the singer from azalea and how he uh oh yeah um yeah um so that was cool but that was interesting he hired a hitman right yeah he he hired a hitman and then also got yeah yeah, he's a weird dude. He he shot up a bunch of steroids. He's actually not really Christian, which is funny. I thought that was kind of ironic. And uh, even though like Esley Dine is a Christian rock uh, or emo, or even want to call it some some type of band, and uh, and then he decided to try to kill his wife, hmm. and then he got busted. This is all new so, information to me. Good God! Yeah, or as some people um, in the South call it Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty standard uh standard tradition for Thanksgiving for sure. It's, it's not Thanksgiving yeah. without a hit, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. People is crazy. Um. 
Speaking of crazy, I heard you were getting married. Me? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm getting married. So um, I'm getting married in September. And then uh, so uh, uh, we are getting married. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Congrats, Um, man. We're we're really stoked. Um, How'd you guys meet? Um, since I'm I'm not I'm not the one to kind of go out and go to bars or meet, you know, women that particular way. Yeah. Um, uh, we we met online, um, which is actually kind of it kind of worked out. It was really interesting. Um, we uh actually we started chatting around the same time she was just about to pass her bar exam. Okay. And uh, um, I remember uh. She didn't really have much time. It was she was like very she was very busy just trying. I think not only just like studying, but also um, just trying to pass the, the exam. Yeah. And then um, I remember she was uh, waiting for the results, and she wasn't really sure if she wanted to go out for a date. Um, and I was like, "How about this? Either way, um, if you pass her or fail, like let's just you know still go out and do something." Uh, so we went to um, we went to Fort Funston together at Broth Thor best wingman i've ever had in my life <laughs> um and uh it, it kind of sealed the deal she she says that she only stays around because she's always concerned about like the well-being of thor so that's the <laughs> reason why she stays around and sticks with me um i i, I kind of i call bullshit on that but she i mean yeah um so yeah that's how that's how we met we've been together for almost four years now um nice. and then we're getting married so that's cool um her her family's great. I love her parents. Uh, we actually went to Japan together recently um, in the spring, which I don't know if you guys have ever been. No. It's really amazing. Um, food's really good. Uh, everyone's very nice and polite. It's very orderly too. Uh, like uh, everyone lines up for the bus or train. Um, there's no like rushing or or pushing. At least I haven't seen any of that. Um, it's a very it's not it's not a bad culture shock. It's kind of more of a just a man the united states is such a such a hot mess <laughs> yeah. um coming to japan it's like it, it's much more organized people did stare at me a lot because one i was white and two i had a lot of tattoos so um i think that kind of found them a little uncomfortable um on the subject of weddings uh nick i've seen maybe like 20 different directions as far as like wedding imagery and invitations go uh all of them kick ass. Yeah. Like, have you settled on anything? Oh, thanks, yet? man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we 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 did we did. Uh, it, it's it's it was actually a lot of trial and error. Um, Megumi probably possibly. I think she like fired me like fifteen times. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, we. I mean, she. We, we both. You know, we we both think differently. We both have. Um, you know. You know, we both do different things in the sense of of what we we do as you know for you know professionals and um to, you know i think we can all relate when we when we try to make something for ourselves it's it's extremely hard super difficult um so uh i found it you know damn near impossible trying to make something for our wedding um it's you know, not only is this a lot of pressure but um you know the people who are beginning this are you know are you know, our immediate family, our, you know, very close friends, because we're having a very, we're getting, we're having a very small wedding. We're, we're getting married in Maui. Um, I'm trying to push the theme Maui to Maui, but it's not really <laughs> sticking. 
Uh, it's it's so bad. I love it. It's so cheesy. Um, but uh, so yeah, we're getting married in Maui. Um, and so uh, it it took me it took me about I would say like five months just to make my invitations and uh, thank you cards, just because one I had a creative block. Um, and, What's that and like? two, it was, it's tough man it's very tough uh which i never it's i, I kind of want to get a creative block and start actually start panicking like am i losing my edge am i well, am yeah. i is, yeah that's am, am i am i like am i is my work am i is, is my work progressing or am i getting better at the things i'm doing um and so you kind of have like this this uh ex, existential crisis or it's like fuck like Maybe maybe I peaked. Maybe this is maybe this is the best thing I'll ever make, or or I've already done all the the, the good things I could possibly do, um, and so then you start getting kind of scared because like maybe the ideas don't roll as fast, or so or like, you like standard designer thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's tough, man. Um, yeah. But uh, I I finally we finally. I think the biggest problem was Megumi had like one idea or direction that she wanted to go. And I was, I wanted to take in this other direction. And I think, um, especially, you know, when you're working with your partner, um, trying to compromise and come to, you know, a, a middle ground of like where you want to go. And so, um, I finally got the, the gist of like what she was thinking and that helped me kind of gear towards, um the direction that we ultimately settled settled on um so uh she i think she was she was giving me a little jabs like if only the postcard matched everything else that you made um i was just like damn it the bar is always so high but it's not a bad thing um i mean she she we actually just got the the postcards and uh, not postcards thank you cards and invites made and we had them we had them made by mama sauce um nice so yeah and they look they look really good um so what did you finally yeah. do to push past that feeling of creative block you were talking about um we were trying to get them out by <laughs> the second second week of july no no later yeah um and uh i think really at the end of the day it was just i think when you like with her frustration, like she wanted to have postcards sooner. And so, um, and, and I was stressed out I, and it was even hard for me to even focus on like my other stuff. She she joke around. Aren't I like your number one client? Like, why aren't you working on our, on our invites? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, which, which, I mean, she, she's, she's right. At some, at, at, at a certain extent. Um, but I was trying, I, I think, um, I think once once I kind of got over like that fear of like trying to create something for myself, but also for Megumi, that that is you know supposed to be really special for both of us, and then um, just really focused on okay, I'm going to work on this now. Um, I'm going to block time off on my calendar at work, or I'm going to leave work early, or um, I'll stay up late and try cranking out. And then once I got through the the creative uh, block. Um, it kind of just started rolling. Um, so 
it, I don't know if you saw some of the stuff I did with the Alawalu Plantation House. But that that's kind of like the 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 direction we went towards. Okay. Um, except we're not using dark colors. Um, it's primary primarily the colors are like blush, teal, um, coral, like past, uh, pastel, mm. pastel colors, um, rather than like these more vibrant or or darker tones. Um, so yeah, I, um, I remember seeing a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's really solid, like the uh, corals and the blushes and, and all that. But yeah, 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 it's uh, sexy. So yeah, I think you know I have a great appreciation for for uh, pink now. So uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely a uh, acquired taste of trying to work within those 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 constraints. Um, but. Uh, it's it's definitely it's not it's not easy trying to break out of a creative block and but once you do it it's definitely like very uh, relieving um, but uh, yeah man it's tough sometimes you have to lock yourself in a room and just work and <laughs> you're gonna make a lot of you're gonna make a lot of crap but um, eventually that maybe that tenth try of trying to execute on that one piece will probably come out um, uh, sometimes things come out really easily and. You know, it's, you know, hit it on the first try. And other times it's, you know, it's, it's multiple rounds of iterations and revisions and um, especially like working branding. Like that's really tough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, boy. So like working on your personal projects versus working on things, say, like at Asana where you're at right now. At Asana, I'm <laughs> sure there's like a critique process. There's a feedback process, you know, there's oh, yeah. revisions back and forth, back and forth. When you're working with yourself, you know, you're just kind of competing with your own inner critic. So, you know, what is that process like, like versus like working on a team versus working with yourself? Like, are there aha moments that come quicker when you're working with yourself or other people, you know, faster to to pick them out? Kind of like hills and valleys, man. Yeah. Um, I think what's very for so it I've. I've, I've learned a lot in my short time at Asana. Um, uh, I mean, we have a very diverse team, which is amazing. Um, I also get to work with some really talented designers and illustrators. Um, so, uh, but at the same time, uh, a lot of these folks I'm working very closely with, you know, they have, you know, uh, a strong, um, I guess, devotion to improving the quality of design, but also like the, the peers on the team and so like we have we have hangs which we basically it's just kind of like a meet and greet where we can show things that we're working on casually um it can be you can, can you ask for feedback or you can just like hey this is a cool thing i made check it out um but then we also have more of a formal structure of, of critique where um you know we, we we throw our um you know we'll have like a group um a project uh, in Asana, and then we'll throw tasks in there. Be like, hey, um, you know, I'm showing something for this particular external event, and then assign it to me. Add my file in, and when we go in to do our critique, um, we pull them up, and then we just kind of go within. You know, we just start. You know, uh, I'll ask for for feedback, or like, hey, I'm looking for direction on the layout, or I'm looking for direction on color, or is this on brand? Um, and then we just kind of go one by one or kind of, you know, uh, interchange between other people. And uh, from there, uh, we, you know, we 
as, as the whole time we're doing the, the feedback session or the critique, uh, someone's always recording notes. So then uh, when you go back to sit down and do the revisions, you can, uh, you can uh, refer the notes that were you know, mentioned in, in the critique, and then you can re revise your final piece. Um, but it's very collaborative. So um, if it's, you know, even if we don't have a critique, we can just, you know, usually I'd like just to tap the, the person next to me and be like, hey, can you look at this real quick? Or, and, you know, I, I tend to like, again, uh, like cold, uh, uh, unproptive, yeah, impromptive is what I'm looking for. Impromptive? Uh, Maybe? I don't know. So yeah. Just like spontaneous, like, you know, feedback, like, hey, can you look at this? Yeah. And like, like, what's, what's the first reaction you get? And, um, you know, because it's like, it's just on the, on the spot right there, you tend to get much more honest feedback. At least I feel that you get that. Um, but as, you know, working on my own personal stuff, it's, it's very challenging. Um, as a designer and illustrator, like I, I feel amongst other people in the community, I tend not to have like a very high confidence in my ability or my work. I tend to think that the things I'm making aren't as great, um, as like others would think that it is. Um, I think as, you know, artists, we, we always see the imperfections rather than the things that make it really unique or beautiful. Um, and that's like one thing I try to struggle with is like the confidence of like, okay, like the things I'm doing, um, or the decisions I'm making, I, I do know what I'm doing. Um, or, or, uh, or understand like, Hey, like you can't always expect things to come so quickly. Um, sometimes you have to, you know, polish, you know, the, the, the turd, uh, to the point where it actually looks, you know, really, you know, pretty presentable. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it's tough. Um, it's things I definitely challenge with every day. I think it's a lot easier to make things for other people because I try to remove myself from the, the, the project I'm working on because I'm said like, okay, I'm making this for myself, which is really tough. I'm making this for someone else. Um, that it has its own uh, brief or own project description um, direction. So it's a lot easier for me to just make that for someone else. But if it's for myself, the world is, you know, my oyster. So I can make anything. And I think that's the problem where I bounce around a lot making things because I get bored very easily. Um, and uh, it, it's, you know, for me, it, it's, that's exciting. But at the same time, it's also kind of scary because, you know, there's been a lot of things I made that isn't that great. Um, and then there's been a few things I think are actually great. So, um, yeah, man, hills and valleys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. That's kind of a little bit of a run on. No, so, it's, it's um, awesome. Cause, um, I know that's a big thing that I struggle with too, is mostly, um, self editing too much, not putting out, yeah, like we talked it's, about it in another episode. It's one tough, of the early man. ones on it was. I think at the end of the day, like, what was that? Sorry, uh, I was like in one of the other episodes we talked about um, how for myself, I feel like my career has been held back a couple years because for so long, I listened to that part of myself that mm -hmm. was too hard. <laughs> on my work mm -hmm. and didn't release anything and just trying to think of like where I could be if I hadn't struggled that much with yeah. it. And um, mm -hmm. I know one of, so I'm an, um, I was an in-house designer for a couple years at a college and now I'm a video producer at a, another company. And one oh, thing cool. 
um, I don't know if you've ever reminded yourself of this or Daniel, if you had with your clients is just, I like my clients. I like the people I work with and they wouldn't have hired me if I wasn't at least kind of good at this. That I don't know if you guys ever take any solace in that, but that's one thing that Beth has reminded me of that, that helps me get through those moments. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. You know, it's kind of get some comfort in there. Like you kind of have to look at yourself through the eyes of other people and it's like life coachy and young life. (laughs) E is that sounds like, you know, there's some truth in that, you know, you kind of have to like have an out of body experience and sort of view yourself and your work from this other perspective, which is, you know, fucking impossible to do unless you're, and some sort of ayahuasca retreat or, you know, deep in some meditation. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's really, it's difficult to like view your own work from a third oh, party. Yeah. Other people but, like me way more than I like myself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I can, I can relate to that too. Like I think, yeah. Yeah. And they it can't definitely. all be idiots. I don't think my wife is yeah. an idiot and she thinks I'm okay. Right. Yeah. yeah I think, I think, I think Magumi feels the same a lot. I mean, I, I get up every morning, like, man, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, God, you're a fuck face. But then, you know, there's something, you know, that Megumi sees in me. It's like, oh, you're so handsome. Or you're like, you do really good stuff. I like this. I'm like, you know, that it's, it makes you feel better about the things you're doing when you're having kind of like one of those, those grouchy days. For but, me, um, it goes so back. I could totally relate. It goes back to finding your own meaning in a universe that is completely indifferent to who you are and what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was going to get dark and macabre this episode, but I serious? guess it's going to. Ah, 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 I'm kidding. Oh, it's all going to <laughs> shit. I, I, I think. Um, I think the 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 tough for, the tough part for me was um, like trying to the problems I've always had trying to deal with like creating works or doing the things I do um, is you know I. I always felt like I was trying to find my, my voice or try to feel accepted within the community. Uh, Cause I, I think designers, you know, it's very, it's a very distinct community among other communities in the world of creative. Um, and so like trying to find my, my place in, in, in this world or my be accepted for who I am. Cause I, I feel like growing up, I, I struggled with just trying to find my, my, my niche, my niche. Um, I think as I've gotten older and, and understood like what is much more uh, satisfying or that again, that gratification is, you know, doing the things I really love or taking the time to really appreciate like, Hey, I had just made something that I felt is, you know, my best work um, and just enjoy it rather than like trying to focus on, okay, what's the next thing um, that I should make. Uh, and I think by doing that, I feel like a lot of the things I've made have been more purposeful and unique to me rather than just trying to make things because I want people to like me. Mm. And, and I think when I distinguish those two things and understood the difference between them, I think I've improved a lot in my ability and um, allowed me to actually enjoy the things I do and really appreciate the craft and appreciate the other things that people are doing that, either better than me or things that I don't do. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's, it's taken only a long time. Uh, but then also like understand, like I had a professor in college that said that, um, it's good to be a good student or a good 
uh, or be devoted to your work. But it's also just as important to have a life and focus on, focus on things. They're not necessarily pertaining to the craft that you're trying to, to do. And so as I've taken more of a step back and not really focusing so much on like the things I'm working on, but focus on the things that I'm doing with my friends or um, doing with Megumi, I've actually felt like I've enjoyed life a lot more than just coming home after work and sitting down on my computer and working to two o'clock in the morning and then getting up at seven to work a couple hours before I go to work and do it over again Saturday through Sunday. It's it's tough. Or sorry. Yeah, Saturday through Sunday. Dude, you um, never stop. Just <laughs> every day you're constantly going. At least that's what it seems like. I, I've actually taken quite a, uh, a step back. Cool. Um, like most days, like, you know, there's days where I'll start working on stuff. Um, but I really try to reserve, like, get my creativity out at at work. Yeah. Or, you know, if I have client work, focus on that. Because then, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of want to just come home, watch local news <laughs> with Megumi. Maybe some, like, you know, f- you know flip or flop on, like, HGTV and just chill with my dogs. There you go. Uh, that, to me, is much more... Um, you know, enjoyable than figuring out like, hey, is this color working well with this illustration? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I, I I I enjoy you know doing that stuff, but um, you know, I think it's having that healthy balance of you know work and life is much more um, important now. Especially you know we're going to be getting married, and you know we're, you know we've already talked about you know when we would have kids, and you know I want to make sure that you know the time that I have outside of work, I could devote that to things that are much more important than myself. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm much more excited about that than, um, chasing this dream of, you know, making things. Um, so that journey you were talking about earlier, I think led to something interesting, but it's something that I don't think many people have been able to do well in illustration. I can probably count on one hand, the people that have done this well. And it's, um, if I see, if I see one of Bethany Hex designs, I know it's her design. If I see John Contino's, I know it's his. Like it, it mm-hmm. just looks like it, but you can do so many styles and, um, incredibly well. It's, it's almost maddening the, <laughs> the, the space with, within which you are able to, to come at a piece. Um, mm. do, do you think that came from that? I think the only way you could be able to do that is not to focus on one thing like you were just telling us about to keep your mind open just yeah. keep looking um, at different stuff you know i think i think a reason like okay so i think there's there's a couple there's a couple answers to that question um i think the overarching one is um i think design is the world of design is so vast right i look at it kind of like the universe um there's like so many stars and planets and asteroids and comments and everything um it's very very massive and that's how i feel about design there's so many outlets and so many different directions you can go um so like why limit yourself to just doing one thing like if you want to learn how to do ux or ui design you should do it if you want you know focus on doing iconography you should do it uh layout um illustration whatever branding um like those those each individual facet of design has its own unique challenges and also 
uh, rewards. At the same time, I feel like as in my earlier career, because I was bouncing around, um, I really didn't take the time to really value the craft or I feel like I was just focusing on trying to chase this dream of being accepted for who I am or mm. accepted for the things I do. Um, and I think it's taken me a long time to understand as we've gotten older uh, to really focus on like what I want to do and what I enjoy. And so um, I think in a lot of ways it kind of hurt me because I don't necessarily really have like a style or I do one particular thing um, really well. I think people that focus on certain aesthetics or certain directions, um, I admire that, respect it. I wish I could do things like that. Um, but for me, it's if it, like today, like I focused on doing this diversity illustration um, for a talk that's for next week. Um, next week, I might focus on doing some some layout. Uh, last night, I did some branding in like late night of the hours of you know two o'clock in the morning. So um, there's some times where I'll wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to fall asleep and have this you know overwhelming urge to make like a little <laughs> like icon. And I think in a lot of ways it's been difficult because it, I think it's had a lot of strain on my personal relationships or my personal my personal relationship with Megumi and trying to control those tendencies to like stop everything I'm doing and just make stuff. Um, and uh, as I've had a better understanding of how to control those urges and be able to focus on things that I really want to excel at. Um, it's allowed me to, I feel like, improve in areas that I'm not really that trained in, like layouts. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of it in the past, but really try to focus on working with minimal type or um, really condensed body copy, try to fit that in like a, in a small uh, uh, booklet or, or um, like a, not newsletter, but basically uh, create copy in a way that looks aesthetically pleasing. So. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people have like this this. I, I assume people think that, um, you know, it comes so easy for me, but you know, it's very challenging, um, and a lot of times I get very frustrated. So, sure. um, it, it it's tough, but I enjoy it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't like it. So, um, yeah, yeah. You said shitload of like very insightful things there like i don't even know how to com compile and file all of my head <laughs> i don't know where to start um i mean i think a lot of it like speak speaking from personal experience like like you said like are you know are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for acceptance in the community and i think that's kind of a huge 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 issue right now especially with sort of the you know dribbleization of design you know, people have metrics that are sort of bound to their work and they want to do the best as, they, as humanly possible, but they're not doing the best yeah. for themselves, they're not doing the best for the client, they're doing what's best for the community, which at the end of the day, you know, love me or hate me for saying this, but it, it counts for shit. Like, it, it's really not building anybody up. It's just, you know, who do you want to be applauded by? You know, your, yeah. yourself the people that are allowing you to make a living or other people online. 
And I think like once you yeah. can sort of drop that and drop you no know, kind of showing off or drop trying to please this one group of people and drop that fear of being rejected that things come a lot more smoothly. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a recent thing that I was going through at the beginning of the year where I was like at this crisis kind of crossroads where I was getting very burned out with the work that I'd been doing. And I kind of like flipped back through it and I'm like, God damn it. It, it, it all just blurs together. You know, like there's nothing that really like delineates anything from, from something else. And, kind of step yeah. step back and like yeah like I really wanted to do work for myself but I started selfishly just keeping it to myself I'm like well I'll do it but I'm not going to show it to anybody or like I'll do it and I'll like you know make some prints and just like give them to my friends or or whatever and I kind of felt bad about that it's like well if I'm not posting anything or if I'm not making anything public but that's just the fear like taking hold of me like that's just my fear of judgment like not putting my work out there um, it's kind of this like weird problem. I think, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a problem. I think, um, yeah, it's just a, I, I think if, if you're, com- it's, I think, I think you touch a lot of good points. Like, I think, I think the biggest problem with Rebel is, um, it's, I feel like in a lot of ways, and I feel like I'm, I've contributed to this is like diluting, like, like the craft or, or just, uh, trying to capitalize on, on like, you know, your post. Um, and I feel like when you try to go in, in, in a direction and try to just like, I'm going to make things just so like people like it versus like, I am, I want to make this particular project, uh, be the best project for the client because of these, you know, constraints. Yeah. Or I'm going to work on this cause it's very difficult. I think once you start to distinguish those different two things, I think that's when you start to recognize like the work you're doing is actually much more valuable mm-hmm. um, and less and much more rewarding. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of things I've made in the past six months that I have not shared at all. Um, just because one, um, I just don't need to. Um, and it's not that I'm being selfish or, um, but I do, I do relate to that. Um, it's, it's just the fact like I don't need to share things as much as I as I used to um, or or put post things out in the world um, because that because the thing that I made is special to me and yeah. the only person that I care about that values that that thing I made is either the client or someone that's very close to me like Megumi um, right. and so uh, you know that for me in itself is it is selfish. But it's only because, you know, it's it's important to me. It's something I care about. Um, yeah, and no, like you know, I don't think it's yeah. it's selfish at all because it's like you don't owe the community the work that you're doing in private. Like you know, you don't owe them anything. Like sure, it's inspirational to some people, of course. Like it's always going to be inspirational to to somebody. Um, but yeah, like when you yeah, I don't know. It's like when, when you get to projects where like you do something for a client and I, I've had a few of these this year where I did, you know, 10 versions of a logo, sent them to the client, they picked one. And I also send everything to, cause I usually work in a silo. I mean, much like you, I'm sure when you're doing your client work, like you, you kind of work in a vacuum and, you know, maybe share things with select people to get feedback. That's what I do. I, I sent, yeah. I sent 
the same work to my friends, kind of asking their opinion of it, and they all, everyone agreed completely that the one that the client picked was like the weakest concept, but the client was thrilled with how it turned out. So it's like, you know, what do I do here? Do I try to sell her on something else or do I just let her go with the one that she really loves? And, you know, at the end of the day, I let her go to the one she really loves because that's all that really matters. Yeah, I think, I think is, I mean, as designers, like we, we, it's up to us to create the best work as, you know, because I mean, you don't want, you don't want to, um, permeate the the you know design like the design world with you know terrible designs you always want to achieve your best work and give the best solution to the client but sometimes they're going to pick you know the direction that's not the strongest um yeah. but at the at the end of the day you, you as a designer and, and the things i've learned is you know yes like you like this direction i understand that you feel like this is by the you know the route you want to take but in my expertise, or not my expertise, but we're in a way where it's like, I would suggest this direction would work better um, because of these, you know, you know, A, B, C, like, you know, right. you know, check off like each reasoning behind that. And once you have like yeah. a thorough explanation, sometimes they'll align with, with your decision and sometimes they won't. And at the end, they're like, okay, well, um, I respect your decision. Uh, and, uh, even though I feel like I think this is the best direction, I understand that you really like this direction, uh, this other direction. Um, and, you know, like, but at the end of the day, like, you know, just in case here is the other, other option. If you decide like layer out, like, no, this other direction that they recommend was the better direction. Right. Um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, it's, it's like, you know, you explain yeah. all of your rationale to why you think something's yeah. the strongest and they can take it or leave it, but you can't say that you didn't try. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it makes, makes perfect sense. I think, yeah, I think, and then I think there's a, a point that you have, like, there's like a, uh, aspect that you have in, 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 in that, uh, what you said was, um, once you, like, you're distinguishing the difference between like, you're making self, something for yourself versus you're making something for someone else. And that those, those differences, like, that's how it makes it a little easier to be like, okay, like the client, this is what the client likes may not be the best direction, but at the end of the day, like, this is what they're paying for. This is what they, they want. I gave them a recommendation like, hey, this is the better direction, but they didn't go with it. I understand. respect that. Um, and, you know, here's your files. Um, if you have any questions, you know, obviously, you know, you know, I always recommend, like, you know, let me know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, can't win them all. Very but true. The, I guess the best thing, yeah, the best thing you do is just try to, you know, be positive about it. Um, and try to learn like, Hey, did I learned some very, very valuable from you know, this project. Uh, and the, and then most of all, did I have fun, you know, cause once you feel like you start, you don't, once you start to feel like you haven't, you're like, you're not enjoying the work you're making. Like, I think that's a problem you need to address. Cause if you can't enjoy the things you're doing, then how are you going to make your best work either for yourself or the client? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Preach that. Yeah. yeah. And then cash the check and don't put it in your portfolio. <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, there, there's a lot of things I've made that aren't really my best work that I'm actually not, you know, I'm not as proud of as some of my other stuff. But um, we call those phone bill you know, jobs. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you have to do the things you have to do. Sometimes, you know, not everything is, you know, is gold. You're gonna sometimes you're gonna have to shovel shit to get to, you know, the good stuff. Um, 
or, you know, dig trenches. No one likes digging a trench, but sometimes you have to dig a trench to get to, you know, you know, that, that, that project you want to work on. Have so, you and my grandpa um, been hanging out? Baby steps. He says that a lot too. Dig a ditch. He used to make me dig ditches, but that's a, <laughs> that's a whole nother, di- oh, that's God. a whole different podcast dealing with Zach's have family have issues. God, growing up, we used to, we used to, my uncle would be like, okay, I want you to pick up these rocks and move these rocks over to that rock. <laughs> and so like basically move these fucking rocks to the other side of, you know, to like where these other rocks are. And then, and then once you're done, the next day, okay, I want you to take those fucking rocks and move them back to the, uh, you know, the side that you had it's originally. Just his sick way of getting pleasure and entertainment. Hell, I'd do it. I'd boss oh kids God. around and do that if they I must- could. See this? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like fuck. No, Uncle Chris, I don't want to pick up these goddamn rocks. They're too goddamn bad. Pick up the rocks. Uncle Chris sounds like a solid and dude. Mohawk. It also sounds like yeah. a yeah. country band name, but Uncle um, Chris, I think it might yeah. be. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Who have so. you not worked for? What's that? We're talking about clients. Who have you not worked for? I think you've worked for probably everyone who's ever had a website. No. Um, I mean, I, um, let's see. <laughs> like I haven't worked for like big, big, like, like shoe companies or, or apparel. I mean, I worked for American Eagle when I was younger, but, um, let's set, let's, as like let's a designer. Do, let's do another, let's take another direction. Dream client. Okay. Oh man. Um, Dang, that's a tough one. Your fiance, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> yeah, my fiance. My fiance is my dream client. Yeah. Um, main boo, always number one boo. Um, uh, you know, I really, I really don't have. I don't know. Is it is it bad? I just don't really have like a like a dream client. I don't like know I wanna, what that like, means. Work for um, either either you made like it or you've given up. I don't know which one it is. Um. No, I, I think, think it's the first you know, one. Like, I think you're in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm 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 completely content with just doing the things I'm doing. Like I I mean I work full time. Um, you know, when I get to do freelance, it's you know, it's opportunities for, for me to work on things I don't normally get to do. And so like even if it's like small clients or I mean I was really stoked when I got to do some icons recently for men's health magazine. So that was really oh, cool. Oh yeah, those were sick. Um good job. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't like, you know, editorial work is not the most, you know, it, it's, it's not the most gratifying work, but, um, you know, it was, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, I got to work with, you know, a really, you know, cool set of individuals. Um, you know, some of my best clients that I really enjoy working with have been the clients that, you know, don't tend to make the most money um, from, but I think the interactions and the things you do with those people, like that, that is what makes me excited. Is like the people I get to work with, um, especially because I don't get out often. I don't, you know, I'm kind of like a recluse. I kind of just come home and, you know, you know, hang out, you know, with Megumi or my dogs or stay up really late and, you know, watching, you know, you know, you know, Japanese horror flicks or whatever. <laughs> um, Record podcast. And just draw to like, yeah, hop on a podcast and chat with you guys. Like, um, you know, I've, I've had a chance to work some, you know, really cool companies this past year. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of fun doing that. Um, but I definitely, when I get a project that I want to work on, I try to make time for that, do the things that, you know, do those things with those particular individuals just because I enjoy doing the work. Um, 
it's not always about the money. It's about the the opportunity to work with really cool people, and then the most of all, really make really yeah, impactful yeah, work. Yeah, so, uh-huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Wink, no, wink, but, no, but, but wink, seriously, nudge, uh, nudge. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, don't get me wrong. Like you know, Moonlane has helped me be able to pay for my wedding. Like that's the biggest thing. Sure. Um, it, especially because it's just so damn expensive out here in the Bay. Um, so, uh, but I mean, if I really had to pick someone, um. I mean, it'd really be cool to work with like outdoors. Like I would love to work with like REI or Patagonia. Um, it'd be cool to do some stuff with tech companies that, you know, are going to have special events that like say like, you know, South by Southwest or um, I recently had a chance to work with this company called scale and do some illustrations for them for um, they basically build uh, um, they train like the algorithm for like self-driving cars and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty cool. So um that's awesome. Yeah, it would be really cool to work with like uh like companies or not companies organizations like the WWF or uh, NECMEC, uh stuff like that. Um, yeah, maybe children's toys. I'd love to make some children's toys or something. There you go. I think there's I some know. heavy. Con- yeah, when are you when are you going to get into uh, industrial design? I mean, product design, like physical product design. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've I've always made this joke like when, you know, I would like if I feel like if I wanted to do things like that, I would have to like take like a sabbatical or, you know, take a break from work and slowly focus on those <laughs> things. Um but also I think I would have to come up with like a really strong idea of like, okay, I'm gonna make this particular thing. Um so uh it would it'd be really cool to make, you know, toys that potentially when i have a kid like they would play with it like that that gets me really excited um you know or or you know making apparel for kids um good stuff man there's like you know besides work you know the time i have left is there's not much time so it's like really hard to fit in these other things i want to work on um i mean i'm I feel like I'm getting too old, you know, to stay up, you know, to two, three o'clock in the morning and get up at six or seven in the morning to do all over again the next day. It's, <laughs> you know, yeah. What's that? What's that like, Daniel? You know, it, 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 that there was a period in my life where I think I didn't sleep for like a solid two months straight, but whether it was doing that. personal work or of course I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I probably averaged like three hours sleep a night. Um, when when you hit week three of that, it was actually kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, I just felt <laughs> like a like a, a ghost, like an actual poltergeist or something. Um, but that that like scares me. Like I I got to the point where, like yeah, I do full time work, and I also will pick up freelance if it's like an interesting project or if it's something. I guess like you, Nick, like you know, it can be a small project or a small client, but if it's something that just seems fun, it's like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. I don't care what the budget yeah. is. I'll do it for 50 bucks. Like, this seems awesome. I want to do it. Yeah. And like, I, I, I do those, but I was prone to like rack up or to accept too many of them. And I was just freaking myself out. And there was a period where I was like, you know, missing deadlines and just getting overwhelmed with things. And I'm kind of still in this little, little break and we're about to dive back in i'm about to oh i mean i i think everyone deal i mean i deal with those challenges too i mean i and sometimes i still struggle with those and um you know like i always try when i when i get a project i always try to you know put my you know 
best foot forward. It's it's just when you when you take on too much, that's where it starts to get difficult. Because um, sometimes it's just, it's really hard to say no sometimes, and it, and it sucks. But I think that's one thing I need I need to try to learn this year is say no, even though I don't want to. Um, it, it's it's probably the best thing for me to do because at the end of the day, like I don't want to be stressed out at like you know Sunday night. Right. Staying up to like you know the wee hours of you know daylight just to like crank out concepts and then have to like do it again the next day and the next day and the next day and then Magumi I had like a serious discussion about this uh, a couple of months ago about like how um, my unhealthy balance of 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 working and freelancing was really having a a tremendous a, uh, a profound negative impact found a negative impact on on a relationship and so um it, it's hard um but i think that has allowed me to be much more happy about you know just you know yeah life and not have to like worry about am i you know am i really doing the you know the things i'm doing because i enjoy or is this because i'm doing it because you know, i'm getting paid or or i have to do it because um, when you when you accept something you're just not really sure about it and you're not really excited about it. I think that really indicates like, Hey, I probably shouldn't have took on this project because I really don't want to work on it. Right. Um, I really be just hanging out with the Gumi watching, I don't know, great British bake off and eating like hot Cheetos. So, <laughs> that's a, that's a bad you know? bake, Nick. It's a bad bake. No. It's a bad bake. <laughs> oh, I got a funny story, but I have to go grab my, my, my charger. So give me one second. Yeah. Oh, just fell out of a chair. <laughs> rest, rest in peace, Nick. falling over <laughs> someone's crying in the background <laughs> a blood-curdling scream oh. explosion <laughs> these are all sound bits we can just like loop in yeah oh, i'm leaving all i'm leaving all this <laughs> leaving all this in <sighs> wonderful this is texture <laughs> it's great texture oh so uh my story sorry so great fish uh great uh bridge bake-off uh, the two hosts I forget their names, um, but like the two ladies, you know, when you watch left? the show, there's like a lot of what's that? The two women that just left the show are the ones that stayed. Um, I don't know. They're like the two, um, the two hosts. Okay. Not, not, the, not the judges. Yeah. Um, but what they, what they do is they, uh, if like, if one of the contestants are like crying or breaking down, they like swear and say brand names. So that way it doesn't like, Portray the people at the most, uh, um, uh, not weakest, but most, um, nice. So uh, they have to bleep it out and cover it up. Yeah, exactly. So 
it's all around it's such a great show i wish most 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 uh shows um in america kind of took the cue about having like this morally just really good show rather than being you know, like the <laughs> this this garbage trash tv <laughs> uh feeding on like negativity and um you know just not really just send a good example it's just all trash mm-hmm. um you get, you get no arguments i don't really watch much tv oh no, yeah we're um so. yeah there's not much worth yeah. watching we just watch movies most of the time and kimmy schmidt on netflix because that's, oh, good. that's good tv have you been watching glow Oh, Glow is amazing. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. It's it's so it's a, it's about a women's wrestling show. So like the creation of a women's oh, wow. wrestling so show. Tr- true story. Beth and I were never really into wrestling. We watched Glow the weekend it came out, and we've been watching Lucha Underground since then. You were never into what? wrestling. Oh, uh, as a kid, and dabbled it, here and there, but didn't this, watch a lot of it. This podcast is over. Is that it? Don't yeah. need to make it, John Cena. We're done. Can't see me. No. Can't see me. I will miss the Undertaker. Ugh, yeah, he's just—he's sad. If you see pictures of him, like outside of Undertaker costume, it's just—he just retired at the last WrestleMania. He should have retired like a decade ago. <laughs> I lied. I watch oh, wrestling man. all the time. It's good. Yeah. He looks. He looks rough. The podcast is still off. It's over. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done. <laughs> oh, sick. Oh, is it? Is, is it done? No, we're still going. I just mean like together, like creatoring. It's, it's done. Yeah, Zach and I just professionally oh, okay. broke up. <laughs> it's all right. We'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, are you on, you're going, I do. You're going on vacation, right? I'm he going, is. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Oh, where are you going? Um, We're going to this little beach called Oak Island, North Carolina. It's, um, Oh, cool. Are you familiar with North Carolina's beaches? I don't know if anyone listens uh, to this. A little bit. It's, like Myrtle beach. Um, yeah. Myrtle beach. So Myrtle beach is in South Carolina and Wilmington's in North Carolina. And it's right in between both of those. Oh, cool. It's like 40 minutes. I never, I never did much exploring growing up. Yeah. Um, Oh, I have a crazy story. So talking about work life, uh, <laughs> One time when I, when I worked at Palantir, I had to fly out to, uh, London, basically I'd take a red eye, um, for this, this presentation I was work, we were working on for, for a client and, uh, I flew out there, couldn't sleep on the plane whatsoever. Um, I was sitting next to this sweet, uh, Turkish lady mm-hmm. and she wouldn't stop talking to me most of the flight um she was like she asked me my name i was like oh my name's nick and she's like ah oh, nicky baby ah okay and then like i'm trying to watch iron man 2 were you sitting and next she's like, to what's going mirror? on i'm like what's that i think you were sitting with a mirror from forefathers <laughs> yeah it's so the Sorry. whole entire time I'm trying to watch this movie she, she's asking questions and uh and she and i'm like if you just watch the movie you, you would understand <laughs> And, um, but I didn't want to be, I don't want to be rude because I'd just be very insensitive. So, um, I was like, if you just watch the movie, you'll understand. Uh, and, uh, or no, I actually explained it. But then when she, she got to use the restroom, 
I pretended to fall asleep. Oh, nice. And so when she sat when she sat down, I kept my eye that was next to her closed, and then I would just watch the rest of the movie with my other eye. So the whole time she thinks I'm sleeping, but really I'm watching the movie. Was it was it good? Um it was I mean, it was Iron Man. I feel like most uh uh superhero movies now are just kind of like eh. It, it's <laughs> I feel like the plots are pretty predictable. But Wonder Woman was really great. I really enjoyed that. That's a good movie. It was good. Surprised. Um, especially because the Superman versus Batman was so maybe it's because Zack Snyder directed it. Um, and I'm not such a huge fan of Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, actually, Bethany Hector asked us a question to ask you in the Slack channel, which you can oh, be a cool. part of, too, if you go to patreon.com slash creatoring. Um, <laughs> she Bethany asked. And this is kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about a second ago. Is there any, any, how do I read? Is there a genre of design that you would like to do more of, but haven't really had a chance yet? I probably just want to do more layout. Uh, It's, it's, it's much more challenging. I think with, with, with illustrating and like, other forms of design like you you're able to you're able to put a lot of embellishments and and uh add a lot of accents to make it this you know powerful piece but when you're working with just you know i'm working with eight point type with you know subheading and heading and i have these images and you know the constraints are you know this paper size and you know i have to fit all this into this page <laughs> but how do you make it look really good that people are going to want to read it like that in itself is like a huge challenge like that's something I would want to solve. Um, uh, I would, I really want to start learning how to do more UI design and make websites. I think that's a good stepping stone to moving into like learning how to do product design. Um, I think, I think once you kind of like pigeonhole yourself in in a in a uh, certain direction, um, I feel like it's kind of hard to break loose and try new things. I think when you also get comfortable, it's kind of hard because you, you get scared and that's when you try it. That's when you, you're less likely to, to push that and that yourself to like learn new things. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I, if, if I had the opportunity to really just focus on those, those few things, um, I think it would be a better designer. Um, I mean, cause mostly a lot of people just know me from my illustration, but I can like, almost do anything if I put my mind to it. Um, sure. But it's those things that, you know, I really want to focus on maybe in the near future. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So but for now, I'm just enjoying the things I'm doing now, which is cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to pitch you on my new app idea. It's revolutionary. I need a product designer on it. Um, so we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll sync up. Uh, you can just use that as your experimental piece. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. There's a. Is this the snake rental app we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's the snake rental uh, app. It's for like birthday parties, office gatherings, team building exercises, uh, everything that just involves snakes. It's poison, pretty cool. Poison snakes, non-poison <laughs> snakes are snakes venomous. Yeah. What's the difference between venom and poison? One of them is like what through the it? skin, um, and one of them is they, they bite you. Oh, really? Yeah. I I have no idea. I so what feel is like I should know this. What have all sorts of snakes? 
Green snakes, yeah. red snakes, big what, snakes, really? little snakes. Uh, I, if you if you make it, what? If you make it, we'll put it out. This could be a possibility. I'm gonna go register with Apple real quick. <laughs> there you go. This is it's gonna be reality. Okay, I've I, I've got I've got another question that's on our uh, super official important question <laughs> doc. Um, it's it's a sensitive one. Um, d- design Twitter. Oh dear. Design Twitter got real nasty. Uh, I think we were it was, talking about dribble earlier. Twitter. God, it's dribble. like the fucking cesspool of design. The man. dumpster fire. It of is the internet. But I love it, man. I, okay. I love that drama so much. Um, so, um, as a designer, do you think that people can critique design without being design experts? Hold on, hold on, what was the question? This is on Twitter when people like critique design. <laughs> so just even outside of Twitter, like regardless of Twitter, like do you think people are able to critique um, design without actually themselves being designers? Um, yes and no. I think there's this. This actually brings up a, a something very interesting. Um, I think when people give you feedback or critique work that aren't necessarily designers, um, they're usually indicating something that's something within that particular project or design or whatever. I think it's up to designers to dig deep and try to ask questions and rebuttal and try to figure out, okay, so you feel this way, but why, why does it make you feel this way? And then they'll explain, okay, so because of that, is this is you know if 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 you were to change this or do this would this change this and if they say no or like yes okay so what i'm hearing is by doing this executing on this direction versus this direction you know you would have a better result and really at the end of the day you know what they were complaining about was maybe like the color versus like oh like i didn't like this font yeah. because it was too bold but because the font was too bold on the background uh it became it because the background was you know um, like blue and the type itself was like a slight gray created this vibrating effect and because of that they're like oh this looks bad um, but by under- by trying to understand like okay you're saying these little things let me figure out okay why you feel this way and then basically it's kind of like solving an investigation you're 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 picking up these little clues here and there and trying to get a greater understanding of like why the person feels this way and I think that is the responsibility of designers trying to ask the right questions and solve these really difficult problems. I, I, I think not everything you make is going to be, you know, set and done. Here you go. Bye. It, I think it's really up to us to really understand what is being made and then try to provide that. And if someone doesn't feel like that's our best direction, try to ask, you know, ask the right questions to figure it out. But sometimes people are not always going to really like the things you're going to do. And I think that's up to you as a designer to understand when you should take the feedback and when you should disregard it. I think right. that's not everything is going to be aligned. That goes back to a problem that we've kind of talked about before again about social media and dribble, especially is feedback is only as good as it is constructive. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the Twitter thing Daniel's like, talking about, uh, I agree with the guy who started the thing. Um, but I don't think he was as constructive as he could have been. 
Either. Yeah, but, you know, pe- what what's what's this? Sorry, <laughs> so I'm, I'm confused. An app an app came out where one of the major features is that now you can add gradients to the design that you make in it. Oh, are you? Oh, you guys are talking about Framer, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. That and thing. Um, somebody was uh, I don't remember names. I really don't, and I I don't really care to know who it was either. But it was just um, that's kind of a silly thing. You can make those in anything. And then it just it, it blew you know, up because when, people when, wanted to make their voices heard. Yeah, well, so, there was like some classic Twitter snark probably behind it, which is Twitter's for snark. You know, it's it's like to me, it's that kind of void that you can scream into with other people. Like unless you're some influential person who people follow for the point of being influential. Patreon.com slash creatoring. Say whatever the hell you want. Um, but what had happened is, yeah, yeah, some guy with, I guess, uh, you know, a big amount of, like, followers or something, uh, you know, said this thing about Framer having gradients and how it's really not that big a deal and how you shouldn't make a big video of it. And then someone else came in who also had a big amount of followers, and they quarreled a bit over nothing, seemingly over nothing. Like, somebody had an opinion, and they launched it at a product big fucking deal and i think that that guy did have the right to critique that like all of us have a right to critique it it's not valid a critique is it inherently like subjective it's not like you're you're saying something's factual or not and whether your followers or people reading your tweets choose to believe it or not that's on them yeah i think you know, here here's my take on, on a lot of this stuff. It's like I feel like most of the time when I go on Twitter, it's just like some someone's gonna just piss me off <laughs> because they're saying something that is either insensitive or they're just they're just being assholes to someone else or get upset because someone hurt their feelings and um or like you know, going on and bitching about framer. Like, yeah, maybe the gradient is you know, yeah, like every other application could do it, but I think for its use case and what Framer does, like it might be useful. But I think, you know, bitching about it or or complaining about it, I don't think it really, you know, I, I think it's just a waste of time. Sure. I think there's there's more important things to focus on. Like when I see people get upset about someone that's making them, you know, frustrated or because you know someone you know made some gradient application or framer it's like dude there's like so many other things you can be doing right now and you're complaining about this one fucking thing like i don't know maybe you use framer maybe you enjoy it like i maybe i thought it was kind of cool yeah like you can do that in any other application but you couldn't do it before in great in framer but now you can't so that's cool like you know um but uh Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it was exactly that, you know, and it wouldn't have had any amount of weight if people didn't get into an argument about it. Um, I don't know, like going back to like the core question, you know, I kind of agree with you in the sense that like I I do think that people who aren't traditionally trained as designers, I, I think their words have just as much amount of weight as another designer some of some work mm-hmm. that I've done, like I've gotten better feedback based on just users or people that don't come from a design background more so than a designer 
sometimes a designer mm -hmm. will come at it at like a okay change this color even though it's a subjective thing like you know the difference mm -hmm. between blue and green is scant but maybe a user is like oh i didn't know it was supposed to click this thing over this other thing um you know what should i be doing with this and they bring better mm -hmm. conversation to the problem i guess it's not like one person has yeah. better um, feedback than the other but i think they're just they're different they're different yeah i think you know there i, I was dealing with something like this yesterday when i posted my you know my image of of uh the diversity people they did and um you know i think people need to take a step back and question like when they made this there might have been you know there might have been some variables in there that like they had to deal with like tight time constraint or you know they didn't have enough resources to build it or um you know with with their you know maybe like what they're trying to ship was the best thing they can do but they're building something even better i think people tend to jump the gun rather than take the time to really ask questions like okay why did the person do this let me have a better understanding maybe there's a reason why they did it versus like oh this looks like shit because whatever like oh like you can do gradients in photoshop like why didn't you use framer um so you know for me it was just like you know when i did my illustration like there's there's things i made that are repetitive but it's it's not it wasn't the final piece but at the same time um you know it, sometimes you can't get so butter over other people's comments i think you 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 know yourself the best so like you know, like, hey, like, this is literally just a rough. Yeah, some of the features in it are very similar, or yeah, there's some things that need to be refined. But you know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make those changes when I have time. Or hey, like, I would want to, I would like to get to that that part of you know the problem of my my piece I'm working on, but because of like the deadlines or the restrictions of things I'm working with or people, you know, sometimes when you have to work with multiple chains of hierarchy, it's really hard to get things pushed you know, to, to completion. Um, so there's a lot of like hurdles you have to deal with. And I think people need to kind of take a step back and try to understand that not everything, um, you know, is easy. Like there's a lot of work to go with goes into these things. Good example, Mass Effect. I love playing Mass Effect. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it's not the best game in, in the series, but, you know, I try to find things that I still enjoy about the, the game. Yeah, it's not as good as the other three previous games, but I still enjoy it in some aspect. Uh, would I pay full price on it? Probably not. But would I still get it and try to explore? Yeah. So um, I think when you try to go into life and you try to find negative things about it, you know, that's what you're going to get. But if you try to have an open mind and be, you know, okay, this is cool. Um, but you know what? Like, I'm not going to get on Twitter and bitch about it because, you know, at the end of the day, or like, you know, think it's either good or bad because, you know, I have other things that are more important, like eating brownies or watching, you know, I don't know, Bob Ross Payne Mountains. That's um, the most important thing that you can know. do. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, I, this is this is one thing I, I usually complain about on, on Twitter, it's, or not complain, but just mention, like, life's too fucking short to get upset because someone, you know, made you, you know, mad and now your butt hurt. Like, or getting upset because, you know, you made something and and you know it's you know people are not like it like take try to hone in on those positive energy or vibes and do something more productive than you know getting on twitter and bitch about something 
And um, I think that was the bigger deal too is the fact that it turned into a, a handful, at least 20 or 30 people all doing the same thing that they're complaining about the other person doing. Like this initial guy made a yeah. comment about this framework thing because he thought it was silly. That's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But if you want to go on Twitter and do it, I, you know, that's fine. He did it. It's over. Yeah. But then somebody turned around and did the exact same thing, pointed at this guy, and then somebody went back to do it to that guy, and then someone did it to that, and it just went on and on and on and on, and it's very indicative of what I just think most of design Twitter is. It's yeah. just us attacking each other, and yeah. It's, very, it's frustrating because very, very little of it is actual, um, like constructive criticism. No, yeah. no one is better because of that argument. No, I, I mean, you're, this, not, you're not solving this like, show's a little really more interesting because we're arguing about it now, but yeah. I don't know who's better off for it. Yeah, but no, I think, I don't know. of course, of course, someone who's not a designer can critique design. Mm-hmm. It, we, we, the idea of freelance wouldn't exist if you couldn't do that. What are you going to just not yeah. let the not let anybody give you any feedback? You know that's not talking yeah. about other stuff. But and <laughs> uh, let's see, I'm going to freaking pull up the Ratatouille critic quote. <laughs> Did you say Ratatouille? Just to confirm. I did. Okay. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I want to read the whole goddamn thing. In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little and enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and themselves to our judgment. We thrive on negative criticism, which is fun to write and to read. But the bitter truth we critics must face is that in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism designating it so. But there are a few times when a critic truly risks something, and that is in the discovery and defense of the new. The world is often... Yeah, you know, it's fun to read. Yeah. It's important. I think it plays some part in bettering ourselves as designers if it's given in a constructive way. And, you know... Yeah. When was the last time you saw constructive criticism yeah. dribble? <laughs> Uh, I love it. It's great. Thumbs up. Cool colors. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, for me, it's like, I used to, I used to get really bent out of shape when I get feedback I disagreed with or, um, or I would see comments that weren't really constructive or things I, you know, wasn't, you know, I was looking for feedback and, um, now, you know, I've learned to, you know, people that I, I really, you know, confined in and you know look for for guidance or feedback like i asked bethany hack a lot of questions or ask her for feedback i mean we talk we talk about real life issues or you know we we, we talk about you know problems within the community that we feel is really detrimental to the progress of the community um i think we both jokingly uh make comments about like why and quit design because it's just a lot of the negative vibes or <laughs> the way people treat one another isn't really something that you know we really want to be a part of at least i feel like i don't want to be a part of um you know i really want to make cool stuff with really cool people and you know i want to work with people that you know i you know the person i'm next to you know i love them 
because they're really great individuals and they do really good work, but they also, you know, help me be better as a person and as a designer. Um, and so it's, it's really tough to see people going on Twitter. And I try not to complain about this. Um, a good person that, that, you know, I felt like would call me out when I would get kind of triggered or go be, you know, um, go below the bar. Um, it was, uh, my, uh, former coworker, uh, Alex Estrada, like she was really good at making sure like, Hey Nick, like, don't be dumb. Like <laughs> you're not that type of person. So why complain about it? And so I think when you surround yourself with people like that, you, um, you instill good behavior that, um, in a way, like, how would you want to be treated if someone, you know, if you were going to, you know, someone would shoot you that way. And there, and so like trying to be a positive and set a good example. Um, but unfortunately there's a lot of people in the community that don't really set a good example that people, um, that have a large following that look up to them and emulate that bad behavior. And it only, um, regresses the, the evolution of, of our community. And that's, that's, that's the sad part. Um, I like Twitter, get to share stuff. But other than that, like, I don't, you know, most of the time I just want to tweet about how my dog farted or, <laughs> um, or like, I really want to eat Cocoa Puffs, but I have to kind of constrain that because I don't want people to think I'm, you know, weirder than I already am. Um, I remember one time I posted, my dog took the longest poop I've ever seen in my life. I think this thing was massive. I've never seen it in my life. And so I took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram. And people got so upset. I'm like, dude, it's just a piece of shit. Like, there's like, there's other things in life that is much more, much more serious than like, you know, a 14 inch long turd that, that is solidly intact. I mean, you got to like give them. Oh yeah. Us. I mean, for yeah. sure. That's at least uh, well like done. half yeah. of the dog, right? Jeez Louise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was just blown away. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not appropriate, but I mean, I thought it was funny. So, um, but yeah, that's people, pretty much where I go were... to is, you know, is, um, just maybe like a weird cynical version of Seth Godin, find your tribe you know, put out what you like and people who like the same stuff will find it kind of thing. Yeah. Except the stuff I like is usually uh, pretty weird and strange. So yeah. Hey, it, it um, works though. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's just like any group of, it's not just us to be fair. We're, we're picking on designers and stuff too, but most people suck. Yeah. yeah it's a, <laughs> it sucks. It's a fact of it's life. Like, yeah, like I used to get so sad and so worked up because someone was just being such a jerk. And then Megumi would, you know, we would have these discussions and she, she would you know, tell me like, like, why, why do you care about what this other person says or thinks? Like they, like, they have no power over you. Why, why are you getting so frustrated? Like if, if it really bothers you, just mute them. Yeah. Like the only people that, you know, that should really bother you they say something is me she's referring to herself and like people that you know your coworkers or you know really close friends and so um you know and it's it's tough man sometimes sometimes people say really mean things and it hurts and i don't think people really understand you know the you know how many like how words can be so traumatic on someone um you know it's 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 tough especially when someone has a large clout and they're attacking someone that doesn't really, you know, it's not that well known or is really young and just kind of starting out. It's, 
it's difficult. So I think it's important if you have, if you one, if you have a lot of experience in the industry or you have like a large family is to lead by example and, you know, really show, you know, have some grace and dignity and, uh, and, you know, really treat people with, you know, the respect that you would want to be treated. And I don't know. No, that's, um, that's, uh, Man, it's Are just you a sure lot you haven't for, listened to but... the show before? Because <laughs> no, <laughs> we we say no, that at least I, every. Episode. I apologize. No, that please, I haven't. seriously, for real, dude. Most of our episodes are like an hour and forty, hour and fifty minutes. I'm surprised people do get through the show. So you're good. But I was gonna say, have you guys ever heard or read any of those studies that kind of show um, human beings are only capable of maintaining about a hundred to a hundred and fifty social <laughs> relationships? I'm surprised it's that many. Well, the thing you can only really have, and um, I, I hope I don't botch it, but five close friends. So you can maintain about a hundred to hundred and fifty, just social, circ not circle, um, relationships, friendships, about that <laughs> many. And past that, maintaining it with any sort of stability is almost mm-hmm. we just we weren't evolved that way. We know we don't take that way, but yeah. So I mean, who are you going to, who are you going to pick for those? I don't know if you have a pick, but if someone's being like super douche everywhere, might not oh, include who, them in that number. Oh, <laughs> are you asking like, who do I think is a super no, douche? Please don't answer that quite. Well, no, <laughs> we could get okay, it. Okay. <laughs> oh man. No, you don't have to answer. Um, I don't want to know the answer to that question. I'll just bleep it out. But um, oh, okay. But does that make sense? I mean, like, given I, I think so. Given the yeah. limit that we're capable of, why give that much time to the let's just say it to the haters? Yeah, yeah. Be cool to every, yeah. you know. Be cool, like you said. Treat people the way you want to be treated. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think I don't know. I you know I just. I realize when I when I get really upset or I, I have like a grudge against someone, then it like permeates and it makes me upset, and then I feel like it then affects other people, and um and then it affects my 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 ability to make things, and then it makes me you know not want to do the things I want to do, and then it really takes away you know what I find fulfilling in life. So from 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 having said that, like I think it's important to try to have a level you know level head. And really approach a situation, um, and not try to get upset at someone, um, and really just open up a dialogue for discussion. I think that's the biggest thing is having discussion. Um, yeah, man, it's desires can be really mean. People, anyone can be really mean, especially people on Reddit. Jesus, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's 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 tough. But I think, you know. There's days where I feel like the, the community is going really in, in a really positive direction. And then there's other days where I feel like, you know, we've taken a step back and, um, you know, we really just need to, if people really say the things they say about like, trying to make the community better, then they should really mean it. They really try to make the community better. But when they take a step back and start tearing it down and, you know, hurting people's feelings, I think that is, I think that's a problem that we need to address. And I think that, should be instilled, you know, early on. And like when you start learning the craft as well as, you know, respecting the craft, but respecting people you work with. And I don't think people put an emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, yeah, man. No, that's awesome. Maybe it's just that capitalist culture where, you know, you have to tear down the person to get ahead. 
step on people to get you know yeah i think it's that that's just the culture and mindset so um yeah man Plug it. hey we're we're better together right exactly exactly so well dude thanks for hanging out with us tonight man it's great chat and yeah man get you get you on the show yeah, it's a pleasure man So this has been Creatoring. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, I know your time's limited, but we appreciate having you here. You know, we had that incredible conversation with Nick. Just remember, be cool. Hang, you know, be nice to each other. We say that a lot, yeah. but just remember that. That's super duper but, important. But we mean it this time. Damn it. You know, just, just don't be an asshole. Be nicer to each other. Damn it. Um, yeah, if you- don't don't start fires on Twitter. That's not mm-hmm. what it's for. Start fires in your kitchen. That's fine. Sure. Not on Twitter. But, you know, um, be cool. And we will see you guys in two more weeks. Uh, until then, if you enjoy our show, just please consider uh, going on iTunes, leaving five-star review. That helps more people find the show. We don't pay for advertising, so word of mouth is the only way people find out about the show. Well word of mouth and good reviews also if if you like the show consider um supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash creatoring uh we've got a bunch of reward tiers going on it's still new but um there's a slack community you can join if you give a dollar or more we're gonna have swag soon uh stickers cozy stuff like that and um yeah we'd really appreciate it yeah it's all the best kind of stuff. Uh, also want to thank Mr. Vincent Powerham uh, for supplying us with our fantastic intro and outro music. Uh, if you want to catch more from Vincent, just go on over to SoundCloud and type in Vincent Parham in the little search bar. But, uh, thanks, Daniel. It's good to hang out, and I'll talk to you in two weeks. Yeah, have a good vacay, buddy. Thanks. There's several cats laying on me right now. Um, two of them are not yours. Two of them are not mine. I don't know who these cats are. They're feral. <laughs> One of them is just in a swarm of bees. Not bees, flies. <laughs> kind of like that dirty kid on Charlie Brown. You got a pig pig cat? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of distracting, to be honest with you. It's kind of distracting. All three of them, I swear, all three cats just piled on me. I think it'd be comfortable.